Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Well, welcome to Beyond the Call, the Start Church podcast arm of Start Church. And man, I'm so excited about having one of our repeat guests, uh, Crockett Davidson over from Stadia here. Crockett, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. You know, I love what Stadia is doing over there, and, I, and I'm always keeping tabs on it. For those that don't know, you know, because we've got a bunch of new listeners, to give me the high-level view of what Stadia is and what your role is over there. Yeah, so Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children, and one of our mottos is we won't stop until every child has a church. All of us have a home church or experience what a home church is like. We want to make sure that every child and every family across the world has a home church. I serve as the Southeast Regional Director, so that means I oversee a lot of the relationships with the church planters and also existing churches who want to plant even more churches. I love it. I love what you guys are doing. It's it, you're one of my favorite church planning organizations. You feel like a family, but you also feel very effective. And uh, those two are, are are great. You know, at, at this recording, it's March third, right? It's 2021, and and hopefully we're getting toward the end of some of this pandemic. But I read this quote, and I, I want to just get your thoughts on it. And how how we need to respond? The world's population is booming, meaning there are more people than ever who need to know about Jesus. But every year, over 3,700 churches close their doors forever, meaning that there are fewer churches where people can meet Jesus for the first time. Combined, that means fewer and fewer people are experiencing the hope of Jesus, and that's a problem. How do you think church planning helps solve that? So one of the questions that I get so often, very personally, is, uh, Crockett, you planted a church in 2011. You got to lead that church. Why did you leave, quote unquote, a successful church plant to work with a church planting organization? And my answer is always the same. My answer is because I feel like we're losing. I, I feel like the spiritual landscape is changing. I think uh, things are happening in our states, in our cities, and it just in our country where the church is just losing and we're not gaining ground, one, because of some of the uh, clo church closure rate. But I want to be part of a winning team. And I feel like church planting, those that are involved in church planting, is the best thing to do to win. So that's why I joined the Stadia team. And that's why I believe in church planting. I love it. I'm, I'm with you. You know, I know Barna talked about 25% of churches closing, you know, and I think that's true for a lot of uh, churches that haven't got a good digital presence. They've been kind of running on fumes. I think of anything COVID accelerated some churches that were on the downhill, you know, what Les McGowan calls the, the death rattle. I, I think it accelerated those. The flip side is that church planters are coming out of the woodwork, right? People are coming out and going, like you said, I want to be on the winning team. I want to advance the kingdom. And there needs to be more places for people to meet Jesus. And are you guys seeing, how are you seeing people respond? Are you seeing more church planters, same church plant amount or less? What, what's it like for Stadia right now? Yeah, I get that question all the time. And uh, what, I, what I say is usually, you know, planters are entrepreneurs. They see the mountain. They want to climb the mountain. I think COVID-19 has thrown gasoline on their fire. And so the mountain's taller than ever, but they're willing to climb. They're willing to navigate. Uh, they're wanting to get to the top. And so planters are literally coming out of the woodwork where you would think that most planters are afraid or they're scared or they don't want to engage or maybe they're putting off launch or they're waiting. I mean, planters are ready to rock and roll. And for us at Stadia, we planted more churches last year 
here globally and nationally than we ever have before. So it's, it's a great time to be a church planter. So amazing. Now, you know, it's awesome. And, and sometimes it's like in the tension, in those trying times when it, when the church planter really comes out in you, it's like the battle brings out the warrior. Um, let's talk about that for a second. Right now, it feels like a perfect storm right? I mean, there's a lot of states you can't meet physically, and there's issues and, and political unrest. If you wear a mask, you offend half people. If you don't wear a mask, you offend the other half of people in your congregation. And yet, people are stepping up to say, I do. I, I got to do this. Why do you think that is? And then what are you seeing different about these particular, I don't know, call it a generation of church planners? Yeah, I think um, for all of us, uh, we've all been thrown kind of in this digital corner, uh, whether you're a church planter or whether you're an existing church. I mean, COVID-19 has all kind of shoved us in this digital corner. And there are some church leaders that have kind of walked down the street that have navigated this, that have kind of seen what's happening. And so I think we need to learn to embrace. And I think this is what, you know, the storms, obviously COVID and the things that are happening there, some other things going on, but we need to embrace this world called digital church. It's where churches are going to have have a physical location. The followers of Jesus want to gather together, but there has to be a digital footprint. Yeah. And so uh, it doesn't have to be one or the other. I think it has to be both. And a scripture that's really kind of stood out to me through this whole time has been Acts chapter eight, verse four. It says this, this is when Saul is kind of persecuting the church. He says, forced to leave home base. And doesn't that describe what every church leader is going through? Yeah. Forced to leave home base, the followers of Jesus all became missionaries. Wherever they were scattered, they preached the message of Jesus. So equipping the people of God means that we are going to have to meet them where they are. Yes, they're going to come to your building. Yes, they're going to be part of your growth tracks. Yes, they're going to kind of visit and engage on your different platforms. But we have to train people to be missionaries, not only digitally, but physically. And so Stadia has kind of been a part of that, kind of leading the way in what we would call our digital learning communities, yeah. kind of a 10-week cohort where uh, everything's on demand, but then there's this shared learning experience. And we've got to really kind of walk this journey with, again, some churches that have gone down the street, church homes, Saddleback, Crossroads in Ohio, Westside Family. Uh, we've got to serve over 200 churches there. And, and we really believe that the future of the church is going to be a digital church where both are equally represented. Yeah, it seems like, and I love that you guys are you guys are on some of the cutting edge of that. I, I'm seeing that uh, skill sets like creativity, mm. you know, and, and being able to be flexible. If you think I'm only going to preach on Sundays in a pulpit, and that's the only way I can affect my community, you're struggling. That's right. right? I've heard of pastors right now getting real creative in uh, their digital presentation. I heard one guy actually shot his his sermon in a canoe, paddling down, you know, and somebody's talking about, hey, we're going upstream and that's right. Creative, you know, and, and what are some of the other skill sets that you're seeing? If somebody's out there right now thinking about planning a, a church and they're kind of assessing themselves, what are some skill sets you're seeing in church planners right now that are helping them be successful? Yeah, and I think it's that digital footprint where uh, when I planned in 2011, the, the first really kind of hire I made was someone who could kind of help with the details, the executive, but then also the worship leader. I'm seeing people now as social media director is one yeah. of the top things that they need because for a lot of our church planters, they're already kind of making a difference in their community and having a digital footprint right there before they even move to the city that they're planting. So they're gathering people and they're teaching and they're already kind of equipping people in their city. Wow 
before they even get to the city. So wow. I'm seeing that kind of digital footprint happen right here, right before someone even moves to the city. And when they're in the city, that just continues to grow and expand. Wow. So they're like digital missionaries before they even get on. The, I hadn't heard that. That is great. Yeah. So uh, what do you think are those key points? How do you begin to build that digital footprint? What, do you, what are some of the things you're seeing? Well, uh, there's so many different ways. Uh, a couple of things that I would easily talk about would be, first, you've got to kind of look at digitally, what are you going and who are you going to reach? Right. So people can tune in from anywhere. That's that's because what's kind of unique about COVID-19, everyone going digital, everyone is watching people, pastors, leaders online. And so you've got to decide a couple of things. One, am I going to reach people 30 miles out? Am I going to reach people across the state lines? Am I going to reach people that are spread across the U.S.? Or am I going to focus 30 miles in? Am I really going to kind of focus in kind of my, you know, my neighborhood? What does that look like? What does that mean? And then I think another thing that's really important is creating an engagement pathway. One of the things that we're kind of teaching and learning is every social media platform is almost like a campus of your church. So imagine every church planner, if they saw YouTube as, okay, this is going to be a campus and Facebook is going to be a campus. Instagram is going to be a campus because all kinds of people tune into different things. So what if you had campus pastors specifically in the digital world that was overseeing and trying to engage YouTube or Facebook or Instagram and then creating a, an engagement pathway to get them into a level of discipleship, into a level of community. So that way they can touch base with leaders, be equipped and be discipled so they can change the world. So good. Where, how are you seeing new church plants meet new uh, felt needs in their community? How are you seeing that live down? Again, we got masks, got distancing. It's I can't go door to door, hug on people, you know, give them food. How are you seeing a new part of the missional side of the church plant? Yeah, I don't know if I would call it new. I would think, you know, planters have just doubled down on the needs in their community. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of things, whether it's food insecurities that are happening sure. in, uh, um, in their communities, whether it's job loss. I mean, all of these things happen without a pandemic, but within a pandemic, they kind of get magnified. Yeah. So I think planters have just tried to double down on meeting the needs of their people. And I think because not everyone is coming back to a physical location, equipping their people to be digital missionaries and to be physical missionaries. So, you know, it's the common love your neighbor. It's, it's, it's how can you help serve the people in your neighborhood or in your yeah. job, teaching your people to be missionaries where they are, whether they're in a digital platform or they're in a physical space. Somebody's out there listening to this podcast and they're feeling the call to plant a church, but they're like, ah, I don't, I don't know if I should right now. Why, why would you say, convince me why now is the best time to plant a church? So when we talk about, and you kind of talked about a little bit of the statistics of churches closing, uh, there was a Barna uh, research that just came out that said 70,000 churches are going to close in the next 18 months. Okay. And for me, I'm not sure for the planters what wakes you up, but I think most planters are woken up by the fact and the reality that there are people dying and going to hell. And often the church kind of sits by and does nothing. So when you're, when you're awakened to that reality and then knowing that there's churches closing all across the country, it's time to engage. I think we're a part of the best opportunity and the best time to climb this mountain, yeah. to go after it. And I think our people our and when I say our people, I don't mean people that attend our church, our people in our city and our neighborhoods, the people that were around, they are desperate for something new. They're desperate for something tangible. They want to be a part of a place that makes a difference. So I would throw the question back to them. Why not plant a church? Yeah, right yeah that's good. 
let's talk about this. I love your passion for church planters. In the last couple of minutes here, what's, I'm going to ask you two questions. One is, what's a bold prayer you think a church planter should be praying right now? Give me a bold prayer that they should be praying. A bold prayer that planters, um, one, I, I think, you know, they should obviously be praying for the harvest. I mean, Jesus speaks to that. Yeah. You know, the harvest is plain, but the workers are few. Yeah. So I have a little sticker here um, on, on, my, on my desk, and it has 1109. So every day at 1109, I spend time praying for workers to enter the harvest, oh, for workers to come here and to make the biggest difference that they can. Um, and I, I think just leaning into the words of Jesus. I mean, in Matthew 9, where Jesus says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I'm not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Uh, praying for leaders, that they would be reminded of that truth, that it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. There's a lot of sick people. I'm one of them. But a lot of sick people who need the gospel, who need this good news, praying that we would be brave, that we would be strong and courageous. Uh, I was reading actually with a friend of mine, just Revelation 21. And, you know, it kind of makes that list of people who are not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. But it mentions the cowardly, like yeah. pray that we would be brave and strong and the ambassadors of Jesus that God has called us to be. That's a bold prayer. I love that. Pray that we'd have courage and be brave. Uh, I want to circle back to something you said about a cohort. I'm hearing more and more people saying, you know what I need? I need brothers. I need sisters. I need people in my life that are currently learning. The, I mean, there's a new times, right? right. Uh, I get around and say, sometimes planning a church right now is like being a pig on roller skates. You know, I mean, you can get some traction, but it's going to take a minute. You really need people. Talk to me why Stady's putting such an effort into these cohorts and what are people getting out of those? Yeah, because our mission is to plan a church that intentionally care for children and we won't stop till every child has a church. We think one of the best learning, I mean, obviously every leader and everyone right now is over flooded with content. I mean, content is a little bit ambiguous. Community is what's needed. And so the best community that we find for leaders is the shared learning experience. So one of the things that we do at Stadia, whether you're planting a micro church, we want to put you in a shared learning community where you can learn from one another, where you can get content, but also lean with one another, whether it's a launch large model, whether it's multi-ethnic or multicultural, or whether it's a digital church plant, whatever that may look like, whatever that may be, you you have got to be with other leaders who are trying to change the world one life at a time, who are going to challenge you, encourage you, spur you on. Because again, you can get content anywhere, platforms, you know, that's, that can be found anywhere. But where you get together with a community of believers that are leading churches and leading different movements that encourage you is key now more than ever. And so we at Stadia feel like that's really important as far as you being a part of a cohort. And can anybody join? Uh, how, how do they get in touch with you? you want to find out more about that? Yeah. So if you want to reach out to me, especially if you want to talk about maybe the digital cohorts, those are going to be, I think, the most impactful right now. Um, I'm actually leading one with church planters all across the nation. We've served over 200 churches. So if you want to again talk uh, with me about that, my email is crockett, C-R-O-C-K-E-T-T dot Davidson at stadiachurchplanting.org. I'm sure you could Google Crockett Davidson. I'm probably the only one in the world with that name and find me there. I would love to talk with you about maybe joining a cohort or uh, us making a difference together. It'd be a lot of fun. Stadia is a great partner with Start Church. We always honored to serve you guys and just watch what you're doing and watch how you're planting churches. And uh, I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, finding your tribe, finding a people that you can do life with as a church planner is critical. I can't think of anybody better than Stadia. Crockett, thanks so much for being on the podcast with us. Yeah, thanks so much. We love Start Church and we love what you guys are doing. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, 
please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.